Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Matt Rice. And I'm Chris Bartlett. We hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We both worked in youth ministry for a long time, and we've just about seen it all. And as damaged as we are, we're ready to dive in and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. You know, Chris, I don't know if everybody noticed, but our stinger music was different this week. And a special thanks to our friend Alob um, from his new album, No Match for Love. You can find it on Spotify. Just search Alob, and we'll have a link in the show notes on MLAPodcast.com. Excellent. You ready to dive in? Yes, sir. Awesome. One of the things that uh, that has always kind of plagued me in ministry is what should my prayer life look like? One of the things that we talked about a lot so far in this podcast is, you know, prayer needs to be central to, to what we're doing. And I've heard people go one end of an extreme to another end of an extreme. And I wanted us to just kind of talk about that and, and play with it a little bit. You know, one extreme is that there is nothing about your ministry that should be considered a part of your prayer life, um, that that's work and that's separate from your prayer life. Then the other extreme is people who say, oh, my, my work is all of my prayer life. I don't need to pray, you know, outside of that time because all of the work I do for the church counts as my prayer or counts as my relationship with Jesus. And I don't know if anybody else caught this, but I'm pretty sure they did. I heard your kids in the background, Chris. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I, I, it's fun to hear their voices. Um, but that's the first time I think I've heard them during the podcast. That's well, fine. Well, I've, I've learned to tone them out, so I actually didn't hear my kids <laughs> in the background. Did they sound okay? They no, sound it's, yeah. it's fine. Uh, Matt and I both have a, uh, a handful of kids, and it's a blessing. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, to be uh, ministering to them at home. And that maybe is another podcast topic of what it means to be primary ministers. And you've even got this new perspective, Matt, because you've got your oldest son now in uh, in a program you directly oversee. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that'd be a great topic for us to talk about. So like as you've worked through this balance, Chris, like the balance, your prayer life and your ministry life and and feeling like, oh, hey, you know what I just did in praying with the kids all night. You know, let's say you had a prayer service with your with your group. Would you count that for your your personal prayer time? You know, and maybe sometimes you do, maybe sometimes you don't. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I guess the question is, is let's say we're leading an adoration service or something like that. Then all of a sudden I, I kneel down and I'm praying during the adoration. You know, we bring in some good, talented musician and, and different things like that, create sacred silence. And then I'm like, oh, nope, this doesn't count. This is an authentic prayer because I'm on the clock. Yeah. So it kind of blows a hole in that argument. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of talks then I'll go ahead and I say, I'm giving a talk this week at, at, at the youth program, so I'm going to go to the chapel and, and go ahead and sit before the Lord for a little bit to go ahead and get an inspiration to write my talk. Yep. And uh, and so I'm praying for a ministry-related thing. So is that considered work? or So so I don't know exactly where, where the line is because at the end of the day, there have been times where I've come home and scrupulosity has taken over. Yep. And I've justified not praying to God because I've been talking about God all day. And even in my own ministry setting, oh, I led prayer at the beginning of our program, or I led, you know, uh, a prayer for the team, and uh, and all of a sudden I'm not praying on my own. Yeah. Well, and, and the other, like, all on this same thought is I know we're not supposed to depend on our ministry to feed our prayer life, but there there is no doubt that... There are aspects and there are times when I am doing ministry that I am absolutely pe- fed personally um, by doing that and in doing that. 
And I think maybe the danger is in whether or not we depend on that for our prayer life. So you're talking like maybe those ministerial prayer times are icing on the cake of a developed spiritual life. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, um, Chris, you're all over the place today, man. I'm going to call you out on it. I don't know what just happened. I had to go turn the monitor off. So my wife is putting my youngest down and I'm hearing him through the monitor. Now I'm very That's keenly aware because of your comment earlier. So yeah, I had to stand up with my earbuds still in, reach across the room to go ahead and grab the monitor. Um, and then you you had enough time to cough as well, which is kind of nice. That's going to help Kyle out a lot in production. Yeah. Kyle, leave the cough in, leave the cough in. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Okay, so <laughs> yes, uh, so it, it, icing on the cake, but at the same time, um, there's a there's a there's a brokenness in ministry. You know what I mean? So okay, daily prayer time, and now you're on a week long camp. How do you go ahead and uh, and and steal away when you're the person that's in charge, entrusted with leading or um, or supporting or whatever it is? Um, there's got to be times where your prayer life. And your ministry can overlap because there's situations when you've when you've got a group that you're taking on a retreat or something like that where you're basically on the clock the whole time, so to speak. You're in minister mode. And again, there's plenty of volunteer ministers that are like, "What do you mean on the clock? I'm a volunteer." You know, but uh-huh. uh, yeah. but for everyone, we just want to make sure that uh, that our ministry is an overflow of our relationship with God. Yeah, you know, and I guess the the danger is, and this is where, like, me, as I externally process this, it starts to make sense to me, but the uh, the danger comes when, when everything in ministry is going right, and so many things in ministry are going well, and that overflow becomes, or that icing on the cake, like you said earlier, that becomes our meal. You know, when that icing on the cake becomes what I depend on, or right. that is, and so it's so good that that becomes my prayer life. And so that when, then when ministry turns sour, when it becomes the green beans, and we're doing all kinds of fun analogies here, but when it, when that, when the, (laughs) me, me, okay, just me, when it becomes uh, sour, like then our whole prayer life falls apart or our whole relationship with God is at stake because we've become dependent on our ministry to fuel our relationship with God. Yes. And there are dark times in ministry. There are. And there's persecution in ministry. It exists. It existed all the way from uh, Pentecost. You know, they're drinking too much new wine. Um, and uh, I think the danger is, is if we stake ourselves in something as uh, fluid or that, that fluctuates, like our uh, assessment of how ministry is going, then our prayer life is is tossed into a hurricane. And we need to go ahead and put ourselves on more solid ground. And that rock is, you know, Jesus. And so we need to have our own relationship staked in the Lord. And then we take that and that stake, you know, kind of like a stake in the ground and you tie a string to it. It reaches into our personal life. It reaches into our family life, our role as, um, you know, a son, a daughter of God, our role as a minister, a ministry leader. But that's really hard to do. I mean, it just is. I, I have justified countless times of coming home at the end of a, a long day of a ministry leadership and being like, okay, I, I got my check mark. Or even, and this is probably worse, going ahead and just shooting through the, the bare minimum just so that my scrupulosity can be met. I get that check mark of prayer instead of engaging in a relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the whole reason this came up in, in my head and why this was on my heart to talk about was that, that I, I was beating myself up a little bit about, and, and I don't know if I was beating myself up or, but I was, I was gaining a lot 
and taking a lot of ministry stuff to my personal prayer time. And I felt like, man, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing this. You know, this, this prayer time is about me and Jesus. It shouldn't be about me and my job or me and my mission and Jesus. And, and so I was, it was, it was strange that I was beating myself up about that. And it's like, wait a second, Matt, this is exactly where God has you on purpose. You know, he has you in this role. He has you with these things going around you, like on around you specifically because that's, he wants to use that to bring you closer to him. So like, how dare you think that you should separate that from your personal prayer time? And and yet there's a prudence to not depend on, on that for the totality of your personal prayer time. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's the guest at a table that already exists. That table is already set. And uh, when I was growing up, I had a youth minister um, who would pray the rosary for the youth group. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, 50 Hail Marys is uh, about what a rosary is. I I know it's 53. Okay, but it's about fifty. I wasn't and, gonna uh, say anything. I'm just uh, for our, our listener that that one okay. that one listener that's like there no you super <laughs> scrupulosity, and it's like okay. So, but he would offer up um, uh, each Hail Mary for a different teen in the youth program that he was in charge of. I think that's a beautiful way to bring a personal prayer practice, a daily rosary, and kind of have it clash with a, uh, a ministry leadership role. And yeah. I think that made him a better child of God. And a better ministry leader, all in the same prayer. Yeah, I think what I'm getting at is not just so much praying for your ministry, um, but when you when you have things come up at your ministry, whether it's a frustration or whether it's you know a conflict with a coworker or whatever, just because it's in the church doesn't mean you shouldn't take it to prayer. Like if I had that same frustration and I was working, you know, a normal job, a normal, I don't know what that means, but if I was working, you know, a secular job and I had the same frustrations, I would absolutely be taking that to prayer. So why, why shouldn't I, or why should I feel any kind of weird tension about taking, you know, a ministerial frustration to prayer? And I think that's just a different topic. Maybe not the same thing you're speaking to, Chris. Yeah, the idea of a separation of church and state when, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of yeah. the conversation. I'm like, no, that'd yeah. be that'd be ridiculous. But when, when the only time you pray is when you're on the clock, that's that creates yeah. some serious serious problems. <clears throat> Absolutely, Sorry, I'm getting weepy over here. Serious problems. The other <laughs> the other piece is is when you're not praying at all, and I I want to acknowledge that there are uh, there, we have listeners right now, and I want to just speak to you. It's hard. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get your prayer time in whatsoever. And a lot of times for me, when I feel most distant from God, and I think this is kind of the the big piece of the problem, when I feel most distant from God, it's also during the times where there's the most turmoil at my ministry or at, at, at my parish or whatever. And those two should not be connected. They can be related, but they shouldn't be connected so much that if you're having a good day at work, you're having a good day with God. Uh-huh. You know, and the, and then the the converse is true. You know that if you're having a bad day with God at work, you're having a bad day with God. And we we need to be rooted in, in in a deeper way in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and allow Him to carry us through those times to where there's intimacy in those times of uh, desolation at, at in ministry. Yeah, when I've had my my deepest uh, moments of despair, and this is exactly with what you were just saying. My deepest moments of despair have almost always coincided with something bad happening in ministry. Um, and that's not good. You know, that like, and maybe, maybe 
certain aspects of that are, are perfectly fine. It's okay. That's natural. That's human. But for my consolation and desolation, if you will, being so tied to ministry, that's not healthy. So now we have all our listeners who are like, yeah, so you just told me that's not healthy, but that's my experience. Mine too. What do I do about it? So what would yeah. you say to someone? Like, what, what, what are we supposed to do about this? Before we go on, like, actually, I, I wanted to ask Chris to do a little definition game for us because you've used a word a lot in this episode that I don't know if everybody knows what it means. Sure. Take a guess. Which, which word is it, Chris? Scrupulosity. There you go. What does that mean? So scrupulosity would be when you are so focused. Let me give an example. There are teens uh, that I'm aware of that are experiencing scrupulosity. And when they pray a rosary and they're using their hands because they don't have their rosary with them and they get to number 10 and they're not sure if they did nine Hail Marys or 10 Hail Marys, that they will go ahead and start the rosary over. Wow. Wow. Instead of get it imperfect and have one that has 11 or one that has nine or whatever it is, they would yep. start the rosary over. And so scrupulosity is seeking perfection. And in other words, we can only give this gift to God or scrupulosity would be, you know, okay, I didn't, I didn't genuflex deep enough or far enough. And then we're, we're riddled with this guilt that we did something wrong yep. in seeking to offer a gift to God. Scrupulosity, okay. yeah, it, it, it ceases to acknowledge our brokenness and instead seeks only perfection in a way that focuses on the self instead of God. That's the danger of scrupulosity is it puts the focus on the self and our actions instead of on God. Good. Thanks, Chris. The, uh, with regards to like what to do um, when you like feel like you are in that spot where you're, you're depending too much on either your perception of the results of ministry or your perception of the success of ministry. And that's affecting your, your prayer life, your personal relationship with Jesus. The feels you're depending too much on the feels. There you go. Yeah. Um, when you're there, like the, the first thing that I would say, and this, this kind of goes with, you know, any kind of prayers is acknowledge that, you know, don't, don't hide from it. Just say, Hey, wow, this is real. I'm really doing this. I, 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 I'm really in the midst of this. And then relate that to God. I mean, this is the whole A-R-R-R. Arr. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond as far as a prayer method. So acknowledge it, admit it to yourself, relate that to God, relate what it feels like, and then just receive. Allow him to speak into that. And now, yeah, I don't know if this is what you would say too, Chris, um, but that's that's the first thing that I do is kind of admit my own failings, admit my own faults, and then talk to God about that. Good. And I would say to go along with that, discipline is vital. So if you don't have a specific set prayer time, here's the crazy thing. There's weeks that go by where I don't go to adoration. Yep. And I am a two minute walk away from the adoration chapel, 40 hours, 40 plus hours every single week. Yep. And so set a specific time. I have since started every day when I get into the office, five minutes before I turn on the computer. I give my day to God. And that's the work-related aspect. That's not my prayer time, but I do begin my workday with five minutes of prayer. And all of a sudden, it orientates myself to the greater vision. Yep. Um, but I schedule that. I make sure. No meetings at 9, 9.30 to 9.35, because um, that's... <laughs> some of you are like, 9.30, man, that guy goes in late. Some of you are like, 9.30, <laughs> man, he goes in early. Um <laughs> But I give those, those first five minutes to God so that I can go ahead and let all the other noise that's jumping at me, because everyone has a countless number of emails jumping at them, making demands. Give that first five minutes of your workday to God and be disciplined enough to schedule 
your prayer time consistently. That way, if there's other noise going on and different things like that, you at least have the discipline practice to sit before God and are, you know, yeah. bring, bring yeah. those things before him. Yeah. And along with discipline, you know, and we, we've talked about scrupulosity as well, is you're going to go through different times in a year, in a month, maybe even in a week where you set aside that time, but something happened. Or like for me, like let's say when my kids are home from school, whether it's spring break or summertime, my daily prayer schedule gets flipped upside down and everything changes because my whole schedule has changed. And so now I have to find, I have to be diligent and and know how important it is to find that time, another time to make it happen. And so you may find that you're going to have to adjust and readjust even throughout just a, a month. You know, but you need to, like you said, make that commitment, you know, make that time. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to go into the upside down. If those of you out there who have seen the movie or the show Stranger Things, that's what they call the, uh, is it the upside down or the underneath? You're talking to the wrong guy. I haven't seen it, buddy. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Okay. You're too busy praying. I'm too busy watching Netflix. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, And the next piece I would say is make sure that you have someone And this is something that I think ministry, uh, well, discipleship as a whole, is a lonely road. Make sure that you have someone that you can talk to, whether it be a spiritual director or another ministry leader that you are talking to on this level, that you are bringing up this conversation. How is your walk with Jesus? How is your prayer time? What's going on? Because a lot of us like to vent and lament to other ministry leaders who maybe are different parishes or even in our own. But oftentimes we don't like to lift up. And mm-hmm. so we need to make sure that we're lifting each other up and have people in our lives. Matt, you're one of those people in my life that lift mm-hmm. them up. How's your prayer life going? Chris, what's going on, buddy? And, uh, yep. and I don't start crying over the phone. And <laughs> <laughs> Snot everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, and that's one of the things we built into Ablaze is that, that mentorship, you know, that weekly conversation where you're talking to people and asking them specifically, what is your prayer life like? Um, and I would, I would say that anyone working in ministry, at least to a certain extent, has permission to ask another minister, how's your prayer life going? And again, it's, it's probably a one-on-one conversation, um, but we should be asking each other those questions. Um, it may be that they say, great, but then they walk away and they think, huh, what did they mean by prayer life? You know, I, I actually had that happen in a, I had a parent small group once. And, you know, we were working through prayer and about prayer. And this one dad said, I didn't even know that I could have a prayer life. I didn't even know what prayer life was. And so just asking that question may allow them to just do a little introspection and look into what does that mean? But then if they say, hey, it's not, it's not great, you know, then you can talk to them and you can pour into them. And, and then you can maybe even ask them to hold you accountable to your commitments you've made. Right. And... Matt, you used to drive a sweet Jeep. Yeah, I did. You miss it, don't you? I do. (laughs) (laughs) On the back of the Jeep, there was a uh, a gigantic smiley face wearing a bandana. Mm -hmm. And what was it covering? A spare tire. A spare tire. So there you go. I mean, I think that that's another piece that we need to remember is expect hardship, right? Your Jeep had a spare tire, not because your Jeep was poorly made. That thing was dope. Or, or sweet, if you think dope is a drug reference. Um, tr- trying to hit all our audience members. Um, that, that, it was awesome. Um, but at the same time, it anticipated hardship built into the very back of the car. Um, 
the Jeep. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Um, built in the back of it was, hey, hardship's going to come and I want to be prepared. Yep. And so we need to expect hardship in our prayer life. We need to expect hardship as a ministry leader. And we need to go ahead and have that spare tire available. Now, it's yep. not like in case of emergency, break glass and there's a bottle of wine in there. Although... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes that might be nice. So, sometimes that's all it takes. But uh, <laughs> but but a lot of times it's it's conversations with people, people you can go ahead and rely on, or simply uh, the, the freedom to say, okay, I need to take a half day off site. And you know someone that has a nice little piece of land where you can just go and fill back up and you just spend a morning out there with a cup of coffee and the Lord and your Bible and just, just, just rejuvenate yourself. Because we do sometimes, in addition to that regular prayer schedule prayer life we sometimes need that shot in the arm that that little retreat even if it's a half hour uh or a half day retreat you know take take a 10 minute retreat right now if you're listening to us and that just sounds amazing just hit pause on the podcast and just go take 10 minutes of silence take those mini retreats to fill you up they're necessary just like spare tires are well and like to play keep going with that analogy we're having a lot of fun with analogies but that uh like do you have a spare tire like, what do you have that's there to prepare you for for what's going to happen? So, the reason I say that, Chris is grabbing his belly because he's got a big old spare tire around his waist. Um, but uh, the reason I say that is that, so you completely derailed me, Chris, but whatever. Um, is we don't, like, so we don't typically plan for retreats when we need them. For ourselves. Yeah, if I need to go on a personal retreat, um, right now I'm too busy. I can't do it. But you know what? In six months, right now, your six months from now is clear for the most part. So schedule it now. Like that, like Chris said, stop and pray. I would say stop and, and schedule a day retreat at least six months from now. And then when that happens, schedule another one six months from then. Do it now so that you don't look up and it's been two years without a retreat and you're completely burnt out and done. And because so- that's what's going to happen. I remember my mother, uh, who was a fabulous mom, and she's still alive. I said, I remember my mother. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but she would go to these classes about once every three years. She was a nurse, uh, an RN, recovery nurse, and uh, she would go to these classes to go ahead and get refreshed and renewed, right? That's not something that's expected for a ministry leader. They don't need to go to nursing classes, right? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. But they do need to go to moments where they can get renewed and rejuvenated spiritually. So a retreat like that is definitely something that I would see as especially professional ministry leaders to go ahead and do. Volunteer ministry leaders as well to go ahead and do. But maybe even ask the parish to pay for you to go ahead and do that. Um, And they're like, well, that's not what's expected in the professional world. It's like, well, my mom went to these classes as a, as yeah. a nurse to go ahead and be renewed in it. So that was in the professional world and I'm not going to those. So why not take that money? You know, there's these expectations, but each industry has their own little caveats, their own little unique things. And I think that that is one of our unique things, again, to blend us back to the beginning of the topic to where we need to take time on the clock to go ahead and renew ourselves so that we can continue to be connected to the vine. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Anything else on this topic, Chris? I mean, are there other other things that you think beginning youth ministers that, or even any minister, needs to hear about this? Um, no, I, I no. I, there's probably countless <laughs> things. Yeah. No, but, we covered it all. Yeah, but, we got yeah, it. That, that's, that's, that is the comprehensive topic. No, actually, we would love to hear from you on that because obviously we never cover a topic comprehensively, and the reason we don't is here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we're at a roundtable. 
and we want to hear from you. So how can we hear from them, Matt? You can find us on Facebook. Just search for MLA Podcast. We're on Twitter, and handle is MLA Podcast. We are on Stitcher. We're on Google Google Play. Our web website is mlapodcast.com, and you can email us at mlapodcast at ablazeyouth.org. Great. Well, please write us a review in iTunes or whatever uh, platform you're listening to your podcast on. Share this with another ministry leader, preferably someone you can sit down, have coffee with, and share your own spiritual journey, your prayer life with. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. And please look into supporting us on patreon.com slash podcast. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders. We'll see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless you guys. Take care. Take care.